Hello, and welcome back to A Culture of the Day. Today is a very, um, very, a subject that's very dear to my heart. Um, today we're going to talk about love. Um, hmm. So, love. Love is such a white topic. There is so much things to be said about it. Um, so I'll try my best to, like, you know, be condensed. That's, is that the problem? I, I don't know. So I think to talk about love, I think you have to define it. And there is a great book about that that's called All About Love about by Bell Hooks, um, which I won't be talking about it in this episode. But basically, like, I guess to you, what is love? Is love only meant to be romantic? By romantic, I mean, like, with a partner. So to some extent, sexual. Is love platonic? And is there really a difference between romantic love with partners and then platonic love, which is always often attributed to friends and family, which I'll get back to in a second. Um, I love love. I think there is no other way to say it. I'm a hater at my core. Sometimes I'm a hater and that's okay. But I do love love. I think love is beautiful it's kind, it's forgiving, love is fair, love is establishing boundaries, it's letting people know that that's enough, and I don't know, I think love when, love is first, like, I mean, go read Bell Hook's book, but basically, she talks about how, um, let's say, love is an action rather than a state, and to love, you have to actively do it. You have to every day wake up and decide that you're going to love, whether that be people close to you, whether that be life or whether that be yourself. It's a choice that you take. There's a choice that you make. It's a decision that you take every single day that you're going to love and you're going to be love, I guess. Um, and I don't know. I just I just think it's beautiful. And I say that in a place where I feel calm and peaceful somehow at the moment but it's not always the case and it's not always kind of like how you interpret it in the moment um but I think that at this moment right now in my life it is 6 30 almost <sighs> love to love and to be loved is beautiful um whether it be falling in love and being vulnerable and that's physically, that's emotionally letting someone else into your space and trusting that they will handle you with care and with respect. It's opening up and letting someone know what is enough for you and, and where it is good for you to stop. It's not being afraid of being too much and it's not being afraid of not being enough. It's just being and finding peace and finding care in being, I guess, to some extent. Um, but love is also, like I was saying, it's to love yourself. And it's being whole by yourself. It's um, understanding yourself. And understanding that maybe because you're not at the same pace that everyone, everybody else is, 
doesn't mean you're not lovable doesn't mean something wrong is wrong with you it just means that like you know you're on your you're on your own silly little track and fuck it it's nice like you can only be on the same pace at then oh my god english fuck me you can only be at the same pace as everybody else up to a certain point make it make sense listen i'm i'm just a girl i'm trying my best here but yeah like you know you, you can only do so much and you can only be the same as everybody else um but i think to love oneself is to give oneself grace it's to embrace oneself through the ups and downs and god knows there is so many downs but it is it is to be present for yourself it is to stand up for yourself it's not to be perfect or quit every bad habits that you have but it's about trying and it's about embracing and glorifying to an extent how fucking baller you are and how amazing it is that you carry yourself through the days gracefully or not fuck that shit but as just to withstand that and be a witness to that i think is part of loving yourself and love like all things in general is nowadays over glorified like romantic love is overrated and i know i know i know i i said it i love love i'm a lover not a hater and fuck it i glorify love every single goddamn day like i just need to see something cute or see the light coming through the trees as i walk home seeing a cute couple on the street and oh my god I will ramble about that for hours. But sometimes, and as I've seen before, being in a relationship, when you over-glorify love, you just set yourself for failure. Um, and that's just like kind of like the end of this little introduction. But before being in the relationship, in the relationship, I had I had a long day. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell, but oh my God. Um, anyway. Um, before being in the relationship that I'm in today, a lot of the time was spent thinking of like, why isn't this happening to me? When is it going to be my turn? And like, you know, when is this going to be happening to me? I want a love that sweep me off my feet. I want to love like in the movies and, you know, but that's just like rarely the case because like the overglorification of everything, the glorification of romantic love present you with love that is great that is fantastic where nothing happens no challenges are to be overcome regardless of the intensity of the said challenges and it gives you a lot of like weird ass expectation like oh my god like he should know that or she should know that like they should be aware of how I feel um but then like in my case let's say I often fear that by verbalizing what I want and by being, which is something I'm working on. Like, listen, I'm a girly. I do the work. But um, it used to be something where I was like, well, if I say that, then that person is going to leave me. And so I wouldn't say it, but then I would resent the person for it because I'm like, why can't you read my mind? Why can't you realize that I'm not having a good time, that this little thing is pissing me off? But I'm afraid that if I talk about it, you're going to think that oh, I'm, I'm too clingy or like, I'm never happy. And then you're going to be like, too much work. But when it's a decent enough person, you'll realize that it's never, never too much work. And that the only time that is too much work is when the love stops existing, stop being, and stop happening. 
I guess. But yeah, um, that is my little two cents on love. Love is great. Um, and I'll talk a little bit more about platonic love or like romantic friendship love, I guess. Um, but yeah, let's get on to the music. Oh, the artist of the day is Charlotte Cardin. Um, she's a Canadian-born, France-based French-based artist. Um, she released her first album named Phoenix, I think in 2019. Then a deluxe edition came out in 2021. And then a um, her second album, 99 Nights, came out recently. It came out like end of August, I think. Um, so I think the way I would de describe Charlotte is very vintage -y. I guess it's like her voice is like very like it's raspy but it's clear and I don't know it's effortless but it's also delicate um it's true and I it's authentic like at its core her music is authentic and I'll go into it um in a second talking about the different albums but It's just, I don't know, she has a very, very peculiar voice. And I think she used to be a model. And I actually discovered her um, in 2018, I'd say. I was in première, so like junior year of high school. Because um, I remember that because I was watching Get Out in history class. And the actress, the crazy white woman with the bangs, I, I was remember, I remember telling a friend, oh my God, that's Charlotte Gardin. Then it was, of course, absolutely, it was not her. But I remember that. So I was like, yeah, 2018. Um, her first EP, I think, was Big Boy. Big, you know what? I I was only going to talk about the different, um, the different albums and the song I really like. But I will have to include Big Boy just because I remember it being like such a good song. Um, the EP had also, like, It Doesn't Hurt, um, Dirty Dirty, which was, oh my god, like, her, oh, I, oh, I love her discography, it's just so good, um, but yeah, um, okay, give me a second, I'm gonna look up the, the first EP, oh my god, how did, oh, okay, no, okay, so we're gonna do six song in this episode, I am sorry, um, but the EP wasn't called big boy it was called main girl and <laughs> we like in the ucd gp told me um it is good to go talk to people because you know like past history is like a scab and you know when it's still raw you need to like treat it properly but then when the scab forms over you need to let it heal so that it can heal properly so i won't go into any details but for those who knows You guys know, um, Main Girl is, is, a, is a great song. It's, it's a banger. Um, but yeah, the EP had Main Girl, Dirty Dirty, Paradise Motion, Like It Doesn't Hurt, Big Boy, The Kids, Fofil, et Les Echardes. And The Kids, I think, would be my, list, my least favorite of the EP, but it was a great song, but I just, it didn't resonate with me that much. Um, but yeah, I think as far as like, opening EP or like first EP come it's one of the best one I've heard it's just it's good and I can't I can't say anything else it's brilliant so here's for you main girl 
Big boy. Okay. Um. So I think, as you can see, it's very like. I don't know. It's like I feel like, especially with the first EP, it's almost resentful. It's like hatred and like spite. And I don't know. I just like that. It works well with her voice. And um, but then moving on onto the first album. It was, like I said, there was an original edition and then a deluxe edition. And those were two various time in my life um, where it resonated a lot with me. So the first was around 2019, had my heart broken and I was navigating my first real heartbreak in my teen years. And yeah, just I was I was fighting for my life. Um, I had songs like Meaningless. Um, Sex to me, which I only learned to appreciate once I went to her concert in New York. And it was November 11th, 2021. So 11-11-2021, which was very special. Told my professor that there was a fire in my building so I could get off of class early. Just to run to the concert and just have one of the best experiences in my life. Um, it was brilliant. The The original album is great. It's very compact. It it's very it's very well done, but I think for me the strength really relies on like the deluxe version, which came out in twenty twenty one. And like I said, I was in New York at the time, in a semi committed relationship. It was it was those weird casual relationship where you don't label it, but you're having a great time. But I at the time I didn't know w how to establish my boundaries, and I was kind of like going with the flow in a very weird and harmful way. And I just remember going crazy when it released, and I was like, there was songs like the one I'll, I'll talk about in a second that were like so good. Um, honorable mention for Scorpio season, sending love to all my Scorpios babies because God fucking knows I have so many in my life, um, and they're also very dear and very close to me. Um, but yeah, I was just going crazy with the album. And then when the relationship ended, I used it as a way to deal with the weird aftermath of that. Because it's like, you're not in a relationship, but you kind of got used to the presence of that person. So then what the fuck is this? Right? Um, but yeah, so the deluxe edition, I'll just quote them real quickly. Had Je Quitte, Scorpio Season, You Lie, You Die, Changing over me and then a bunch of remix and I don't fuck with remix personally remix but my two favorite of the album were Je Quitte which is one of her few French songs and I think it's just brilliantly done and it's just about hanging on to the relationship in a way that is like almost giving it the benefit of the doubt of being like, we can make it work. So I'm taking a step back, but I'm not leaving you, I'm not abandoning you, which I think is just gorgeous, at least in, in my own interpretation. And then the second one is changing. And I think this one for me was really percutant. Like, I don't know how to say that, but it was just like, you're changing and like, you're not the person that you were, you're not the mistake that you made, 
you're not the experience that you had. You're just a being in perpetual change. You're ever-changing and everlasting. And isn't that fucking beautiful? Um, but yeah, and then the second album came out recently. I've been listening to it a lot. It's great. I was kind of skeptical. I'm not going to lie. I was very unsure about this album. I was like, is it going to be as good as the first one? Because... I love the first one. I have the deluxe vinyl in my living room right now. I listen to it at least once a month. It's baller. I love it. And so I was very like attached to it. And I was like, is this going to be the same? And I have to say it was. And it was even better. I loved it. Um, the second album was just good. Um it's really delving into the retro side of the music. It's, I mean, the album is named 99 Nights. And Charlotte explained that it was kind of like an album that was supposed to be reminiscent of 99 Nights of Summer. And and I don't know, it's, it's giving the vibes. And I mean, I'm just going to go into the two songs that I chose, which are not like, they're my favorite at the moment, but the whole album just like, it's good it's great but the first one is puppy which i like because it's about taking back the power you know like i've read this quote a little while back that was saying like you know when you're like in love with this person and this person is great and it's the best person you've ever met and then that ends and you look back on the relationship and you're like, oh my God, that guy was such a fucking loser. Or that girl, like that person was just, ugh. And, and the quote was kind of going along the line that like, a person is not magic. It's the energy that you attribute to them. Like it's the love that you gave them, that you give them that makes them magic. And it's just been something that resonated a lot with me because I was just like, I'm the one making this happening. And I get to take my power back at any moment. And doesn't matter what happened, is like I can feel what I feel and it's completely valid, but also know that ultimately I'm not powerless in that situation. And I get to be like, fuck this shit. And I get to be like, no, like he don't deserve to make me feel like that. And I can cry all I want, but I can like, you know, also be like a puppy, like my have my head out the window and letting the wind blow. Which is basically what you're saying. It's literally what you're saying. <laughs> um, and the second one is Way Back. Way Back is not something that I've experienced to any extent, close or far. But I don't know, it's just that kind of song that like, I don't know, it just gives you this like feeling of like let's just seize the opportunity before like it all goes to shit and I don't know it's like the vibes her voice I think it's just feet well and I just listen to it and I just feel good and that's enough for me listen that's enough for me and so the thing that like kind of like hit me with her as well was like you know how mo most musicians are just like taking inspiration from their past relationships, which usually happen more or less recently. Um, and, you know, they talk about it. So usually when the, like, that comes out, you're kind of, like, looking at that person who you know they've dated, and you're like, oh, my God, this is about you. Like, you piece of shit. But with 
Charlotte, it's like she's been in a happy, in a whatever, what you can see on social media, obviously, in a happy relationship for the past five years. So a lot of the experience that she channels for her music happened a while ago. But the way she talks about them and the way like you can feel it in the music, it just feels like she's talking about something that just happened. And it's just, it's raw. That's it. That That's how I would describe her music. Her music is just raw. I, maybe it's the voice, maybe it's the feelings, maybe it's the way she talks about it, but it's just like, it's raw. And and it's, I think it's why some of us relate to it so much, because it's like, there's no filter, there's like, there is lyricism, but it's not lyricism to the point where it's like, oh my god, this is this high piece of art, the lyrics are so great, and it's mind-blowing, and it's like, you have to like, you know, like, like, this decipher or like you know figure out what the lyric means is just like fuck this shit I want to feel good or like that sucks I feel terrible and I don't know it just for her it works pretty pretty nice um moving on to the show slash movie part of the episode which is oh my god this movie I'm sorry I'm trying to like readjust myself because my legs are going numb out it's all good. My legs are going numb, and I'm gonna drink orange juice because I fucking love orange juice. I should probably stop swearing that much. Um, so the movie I'm gonna talk about, I've seen fairly recently, was I think last May or April, but it was like last spring, and it's called The Broken Heart Gallery. It is with, I know I've put the name somewhere, it is with Geraldine Viswanathan and Dakar Montgomery. And it's about this girl, Lucy, who gets fired from the gallery at which she was working out um, after finding out that her boyfriend was kind of hanging out with an old friend that was not really an old friend, but kind of like a girlfriend. And so she wanted to confess her feelings like, no, she was like, she discovered that, got drunk, had to make a speech, fucked it up really bad, and got fired. And that became to be like the downhill for her. She was really depressed, wouldn't go out. Um, or And I think after her terrible speech at the gallery, the boyfriend is just like, I think we should end it there. So she's drunk, goes out to call an Uber, and the car pulls up. She gets in, the guy's like, who are you? What are you doing in my car? Get out. And she's like, no, no, it's fine. You're my Uber, whatever, whatever. Just take me to my house. Here's the address. She gets to her house. Turns out the Uber driver is actually calling her being like, I've been waiting for you for 20 minutes. Where are you? Freaks out because she realized that indeed it's a random guy's car and leaves. And then a couple days later, I think, meets again with the guy whose name is Nick. And Nick's dream is that he's trying to build a hotel and it's supposed to be this very bougie very like you know old New York kind of giving the vibes of the Continental from John Wick without the murderer and without like the hitmans and you know all of that um and so they kind of meet again and she's the thing about Lucy is that she doesn't know how to deal with past relationships she rehashes a lot and she's always thinking of like oh what could I have done differently what have I done wrong holding on to the relationship in the hope that maybe someday he'll come back and be like that's my fault I've been a total ass 
I love you, please take me back. Which, preaching to a choir, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, so she keeps everything from the past relationship. She even had some, like, she even has, like, an AirPod case, without the AirPod, obviously, from a next fling that she just stole and kept. Um, but yeah. Um, and so what happened is that during the night, she kind of, like, has this whole bag of all the things that she's kept from, like, past relationship because her roommates are like girl you gotta like pick yourself up like this is pathetic like we love you but this is ah this is awful so she has all of those then gets to restaurant sees her ex-boyfriend the one who just dumped her at the gallery opening and that's when she also nick is at the same place this is getting very confusing but nick is basically there and he just kind of like pulls her away because he feels that she's gonna fuck it up i think she starts to talk to her ex and nick is just like oh my god Takes her back to his hotel, like, unconstructed, unbuilt. And that's where it kind of started. And she put the tie of her ex-boyfriend on a wall. And she's like, here, there you go. That's a gallery space. And that's kind of like what the relationship kind of becomes. It's a trope of, like, this very down-to-earth, cold guy who suffered a lot and is very closed off. And this extroverted, funny, clumsy, loving girl She's all over the place and her heart's been broken too, but she's just like having it, wearing it on her sleeve. And I just, I love that. It's cute. It's romantic. It's something that I felt was absolutely catered to my need. Like it's art history. It's curation. It's love. It's New York. The aesthetics are there. Um, I don't know. It's, and like I was saying, Dacker and Geraldine have like, amazing chemistry like they're good together like I watched it and I was like oh my god and I kind of like was all over the place because I was like this is this is my movie and it's not over the top and you kind of get the sense of intimacy like as if you were in the movie which is maybe why I was like oh my god this is my movie because it reminded me of the energy of high fidelity the show is like you feel like you're a part of the medium like it's so intimate intimistic like you're in there like it's like it's just your own little thing and it's not like i don't know like an avenger movie which is a completely different genre like i'm not saying it's like the same category but you know when you watch an avenger movie you're like oh that's dope but you don't often like feel like it could be in there whereas this it's just i was like i'm in this i'm invent i'm invested i want to know how like i'm in there i'm in the corner you don't see me but i'm in the corner and i'm watching what's going on um and one of the quotes that really resonated with me and, oh God, I can't, I can't even begin to explain how much it meant to hear that was, you can't have a good relationship because you keep mourning the old one. And I was just like, mind blown. It's just like, there is only so much, <coughs> Jesus, um, sorry, there is only so much. I'm eating an ice cube. Sorry. There is only like so much you can do to try and see what went wrong. What's wrong with you? Why does it keep ending like that? Or whatever, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Yappa, yappa, yappa. Like a rat. Shut it, Shanice. Thank you, Shanice. Thank you. Um, There's only so much you can do. And you can't be fully invested with someone new. If you keep thinking about what you could have done differently with someone in the past. Um, but yeah. And then finally, well, not finally, because I have a little surprise for you. 
But the book that I'm talking about today is Everything I Know About Love by Dolly Alderton. Um, so this one is a classic, naturally. We've all read it. We've all heard about it. It's great. Um, the little backstory for this book and how I read it, it was initially a recommendation from G. Because she's like, it's great. And it's all that I'm about, like found family, which is one of G's favorite, favorite, favorite trope. Understandably so. And so then I was like, okay, fine. And I was going to Christmas back to France. So I was like, I'll, I'll borrow it and I'll borrow it and I'll bring it back. Spoiler alert. I never gave it back. It is now in my bookshelf in France. I said I was going to buy her an edition and then I forgot to do so. Um, so maybe that'll be one of the birthday gift. I don't know. Um, anyway, which is usually the dynamic with me and G. She gives me a book. I never give it back. And then I underline and highlight everything. And then I'm just like, this is fucking baller. I wish I heard about it before. And then she's like, I've told you about it like 10,000 times. And I'm like, whoopsie. And they're like, never mind. I love you. And I'm like, I love you too. Which is going to fit into the theme of the book. Um, like... I liked, like, I wanted to talk, like I said, is something that happened with All About Love, which is a book I could have talked about because the theme today is literally love. Um, and All About Love was a good book. I liked it. But I think it resonated more within the theme of improving myself through love, if it makes sense. It was more centered around me and how I love myself. And I've talked about that before. And I just don't think it was relevant to this episode. <sighs> But everything about love, everything I know about love, is basically a love letter from Dolly's to all of her friends. And that's why I wanted to choose this particular book um, and how much those friends have granted her. And it's something that resonates a lot with me. It was this book that started making me realize how valuable friendships were. And it's not that I don't value friendship because God knows I value friendship. I've stayed in so many of those for so much longer than I needed to just because of loyalty and just because I was like, I owe them to that friend to be there for them. I have to make it up to them. I have to be there. Like that is my only reason. That's like my worth. Like that's the only thing that makes me valuable or useful or whatever is I have to stay. Um, It was just a different sort of realization. Like... I am someone who most of the time, very, very often, does not feel like I'm enough within a romantic relationship. Like, I'm never enough or I'm too much. I feel too much. I'm always crying. I'm always unhappy um, or like I'm mad and I'm not giving enough at that moment. Well, all sorts of things that we could spend hours and hours on and talking about, but it's not the point. And this book highlighted how much of enough I was in friendship. And I don't want to cry because, <laughs> but it just made me realize how much love was poured into me from my friends. Like from voice messages across countries and continent to sharing of meme, to sharing memes on Instagram, to drunken nights sharing deep secret and Repeating how much we love one another from catching up every now and then from, from from just 
getting me the certain thing because they know I like it from me getting home and realizing there is Kit Kat on my bed because um, my friend knows I love Kit Kat or to bringing me potato waffles in my bed when um, when I was utterly depressed. It's a whole plethora of instances that I took for granted. And like I said, not in a dismissive way, but oh, and like that's what friendship ought to be. And reading this book made me so, so grateful and made me so appreciative of my friends, of my best friends, of my loved ones, of the other halves of my souls. Um, it's for my guiding light, for my guiding light. Um, it just has been adding to how much I love them and... Which also is like a whole other can of worms because you can romantically love your friends, which is I think is kind of what I was going on in the beginning. Is like you can love your friends romantically, but the sexual part is what differentiates it from having a romantic partner. Because come to think of it, like generally, like all you're doing with your closest friends, you do more, if not all of what you would do in a romantic slash sexual relationship. But you don't even realize it. Like, it's the bare minimum. Like, sharing interests, talking for hours, hugging, um, biting for some of us. Um, what can I say? I'm just a girl. Um, gifts, active services, um, all of it is just, uh, that. I mean, I'm sorry. That's a relationship right there. Um, but that is a thank you and an I love you to all of you. And I know you will know who you are. But that's just lots of kisses for you. Now, the closing point. And that would be... <laughs> so remember the first episode, which was three weeks ago. It is mad how time goes by. Um, I mentioned an Olivia Dean song, which resonated with me a lot. And that resonated with me a lot at the end of 2021, when Charlotte... Charlotte released her deluxe version of Phoenix. It was at that time. I've been dumped. I was dumped like two days before Thanksgiving. Like, come on. Um, and in that moment, it's a song that made me feel so empowered. That empowered me so much. I was enough. I was great. And I was realizing how great I can be. And that song was me telling myself that I was okay. That I was okay. That it was okay. That I can do both. Wear the trousers and the skirt. Wear the trousers and the dress. You get me. Um, and then later on, the realization came that I can and I have been both for myself. That I'm whole and I can do anything by myself. But it's just that if at some point I don't want to, well, I don't have to. Um, and so the song is Be My Own Boyfriend. Yeah. Um Oh my god, my leg has gone numb. I have to switch sides. Ah. Oh, life is hard. I'm having a hard time. Um but anyway, so that's it. Um hope you enjoy it. Definitely 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 do check out the Broken Heart Galleries. 
I think it's an hour and 40 minutes. It's great. Like, honestly, it's beautiful. It's a good movie. It's not like mind-blowing Christopher Nolan type of movie, but it's great. It's cute. It'll make you cry. It'll make you laugh. Suki Waterhouse is in it. And as per usual, she is unsufferable. But anyway, that's another point. And also that guy from Dini and Georgia, that very cute guy, the guy who plays Joe, he's in it too. And I was sad. Let me tell you, I was sad. Um, <laughs> but... um. So I guess, yeah, this is an ode to love. Um, I love love. Love is great. Um, to love is even greater. Um, I know I haven't talked about love within family, but that might be a whole separate episode, like on the theme of families and found families and so on. But love within family, when done healthily and done genuinely, is a driving force. Like, I'm not even kidding. I am so blessed, to some extent, <laughs> to have the family that I have. Um, they're the best. Like, they're a baller. Like, they would go to war for me. I would go to war for them. It's just great. 10 out of 10. Would recommend. Um, but just know that somehow, by someone, possibly, obviously, by me, you're loved very deeply. And that knowing me, I'd probably go to the end of the world for you. Without even you asking. I'd just go. Little walkie walk. It's fun. Why not? Um, but I think that if you love yourself, it's even better. I think you're gorgeous. No, I don't even want to talk about like beauty-ish adjectives. You're just wholesome. You're just ethereal. You are amazing magnificent and even without all those qualities you're still so deeply worthy of anybody's love um so yeah um if you ever want to talk about love i'm your girl um i'm sending you kisses um have a great weekend have fun some people are working on saturday but it's all good um i love you <laughs> you're brilliant um, so with my love, my care, um, per usual and as always, yours, Marion. Au revoir.